You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. We've talked a lot about the different ways to find love on this show. We've also talked a lot about what some people are doing right versus what some people are doing wrong. The thing about finding a partner for life is that they, too, are their own separate person. They have needs and wants and desires that are their own. As much as we want someone who fits into our lives perfectly, we must fit into theirs just as well. So this begs the question. Is there one specific person out there that is our quote-unquote match, our quote-unquote soulmate, if you will? Or are there many different options and we just have to navigate and find the best one that fits when the stars align? Instead of a soulmate, maybe it's just the right mate. Jen, do you believe in soulmates? Is there one person out there that's looking for you as hard as you're looking for him? Or is it all in the timing? So I have to say that in theory, I would love to believe in soulmates. I think that's such a magical premise and so romantic that there's one person out there for you. But I actually don't think it's realistic because when you look at people who have maybe lost someone they loved and then they love again, you have to think that there's multiple people you can love out there because we see it happen all the time. So if they're the example for that being a true story, then- it debunks soulmates. I think you could have mates, like you're saying, the right mate in different areas of your life as well. Like, you know, there's always some people that you have a closer connection to and you're just like, don't know why I'm so close to this person, but it's just so natural. And like, I kind of, they're, they feel like they're my person. They get me. You're saying that you feel like if you fall in love once and you can do it again with someone else, then there's no soulmate. Maybe you're falling in love with that one person to learn a lesson about a higher love for the next person. And then you're just kind of learning lessons until you find your soulmate. Possibly. But is the lesson about the other person or is the lesson about yourself at that yourself. point? Okay. Um, so then that person has to die so you can learn about yourself. I'm just kidding. But at the same what? time, what do you think about soulmates? I, 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 Sounds I, like I, you believe in them. Well, I don't know. I, I, I used to believe in soulmates. Like I used to be in the romantic setting of like, I'm just working my way through people, learning lessons as I go until I get to the one person that I'm supposed to be with. And then all the other people that I was with um, have taught me to be a better man for the person that I am eventually going to end up with. Right. So I can't give an answer on that because I haven't met my wife yet. Like I haven't met somebody that I have gotten on one knee and said, will you marry me to? And thought that that was it. Like I don't need anybody else in the world. 
You well, know what, what do I you mean? think a soulmate like actually entails and feels like that's different than just a regular person you're dating or marry potentially? Well, I think that the soulmate is somebody that like you don't you you argue with, but you don't fight with. You disagree with, but you don't, you know, you're still on the same team, right? And it's it's somebody that like all the different facets of you are enhanced through them and vice versa. So even if they're, you know, quirky and whatnot, but it works for your quirky, then that's great. Like you guys just kind of enhance and make each other better. And when you come together, it makes like a connection that's, that's better for the world and for the both of you than two people circumstantially lustfully finding each other and thinking that this is it and then making it work. Like I have friends that are like, have told me in the past that like, you need to start learning how to settle, like not in a bad way, but like, you know, lower your expectations of what you're looking for. And then you'll probably find somebody that gives you seven out of the 10 things that you want. And I'm like, what What the fuck? Is that what you and your wife are? Like, are you guys that? Is that what you're saying about your wife right now? You know, because if that's the advice you're giving, then that must be the advice you followed. Because otherwise you wouldn't say I kind of love that because it's like they're calling you out the same way you call me out. (laughs) And I'm so here for that. But I think what that probably actually means is you have to be realistic. You're not a 10, just like anybody else is not a 10. Like we're all not 10s because we are people with flaws. We're never going to be perfect in every area of our lives. So you're never going to match up with somebody perfectly if we're not perfect people. But there are people that have more than others of what it is that's important to you. And so you look for people who have the real key important things versus everything because that's like a unicorn and not real. That's not a real thing. But I also think that when you find someone who's, let's say, got seven out of 10 things that you want, the three things they don't have are the less important things. And it's the seven that really matter. And that's why they're priority over the three they don't have. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like (laughs) if you gave me a hundred dollars and I told you I was giving you 70 back, you'd be like, no, where's my fucking other 30? I want my hundred dollars back. You know, like that's math. This is human beings. No, but exactly. But human beings, like I'm not saying like a 10 out of 10, like out of what a unicorn is or whatnot, but I, I might have things that I, that I want. And if I can find that in, in somebody, I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to be like, God, I really, you know, like these things about her, but I don't like these things about her, but I guess that's more than half. So I'll just take it. Okay. You know? But when you were dating people in the past, I know that you were like super in love with them. You... Say yeah, but, there was a, but I was also younger. It was lust. A okay. Lot of the time. Well, let me finish my question before you bite my head off. Well, so <laughs> I'm not biting. <laughs> so at the time, let's go with at the time. Did you think they were perfect? No. But did you love them anyway? Yes. So in your mind, were they a 10 because you love them or were they a no. seven because they weren't perfect? There were, there were definitely sevens, but then that's like, like I was saying before, but here I am, you know, I'm not married to those but people. But at the time, did you look at them like they were a 10? No, I, I didn't. And and then that's where the problems lied. And then that's where, where we wound up breaking up, you know, it's because of those cracks. So there's cracks in a wall, the foundation's fucked, you know, so you, you got to like- love that metaphor. <laughs> everything comes back to foundation. 
Everything come back, come back to foundation and lids on pots. Everything you know, is boiled down to I just how your think house that, like, is built and whether you yeah. can cook in your kitchen with pots. Well, I just don't want to take the best of what's left over. I don't want to take like this. This will do. You know, like that's not something I that I want to. Not necessarily though, like what people are saying when they're like settling is the wrong word. I think that they should say like be more compassionate and understanding that people are not going to be perfect, but maybe there is someone who's perfect for you. So while they may not have everything you ever set out for, they have the things that matter to you and that line up with you, like you were saying, the quirks and all that jazz. But I feel like a soulmate is somebody you just settle into, like whether it's, you know, you finish each other's sentences or not. Like, I think it's more your souls just connect on a deeper level and it's not so surfacey. You can really go deep with each other. If for whatever reason, it's a safe space, you can talk about everything and you're not just activity partners or companions or like attracted to each other. There's a real deeper connection and understanding as to who the person is. And you truly want that person to thrive and you care about them and their, you know, happiness and health and all that. Right. Okay. I guess we kind of are talking maybe about the same thing, except you're willing to take a little less than I am. As for, Surprisingly, <laughs> usually yeah. you're like, Jen, you want too much and he's got to well, be no. this, I this, mean, and this, and you come on your sex. dates and you got a PowerPoint. Well, I just don't think that you think they, like you're, you're, you're ever, you're, that you aren't in the fault at all with anything. I think that maybe you think that like, they have to come get you. You're, you know what I mean? Where there's not equal on the dating thing. I'm not saying you're not making great choices because the people you're meeting are probably bad. I'm just saying like, you know, maybe be a little bit more flowy in, in expectations. Okay. But, you go on my dates and you well, tell that'll me be, that that'll be for okay. another, that'll be for another day. We'll talk about what your, you can give me more information about what the dates are like. And then I can give you the devil's advocate on that. But, oh, goody. I can't wait. Sounds yeah, like a well, really I'm safe sure. space for me to open up. I do. Wow. You know, I, I wouldn't be having, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you if I didn't think that, you know, there was stuff you were doing right. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to go on a podcast with Jen who doesn't know what the fuck she's doing and have her talk to uh, experts and give advice and her stories to people in public on a public forum. So but, public. But you know what's more public? Dating on a reality show. And we've talked about my interest in doing that. Um, yeah. I'm still open to it. I still yeah. believe it works in some cases, but lately I've been watching the ultimatum. Um, right. and there's apparently like another new show out called the love boat and love boat. a new season of love at first sight is out. And I am just pretty obsessed with them. I think we know that you watch all reality TV, but these are like my jam because I only care about love stories right. in, you know, the scope of things. But, Man, some of the I, people- well, this just begs the question, right? Like about the soulmate and like what you what what you go for because people are going on these shows to find love. People are going to f- extremes to find love, or are they going on just for TV? Right. So, are they here for had, the right reasons? I don't know. Right, Bachelor. Right, for a good example, The Bachelor. So totally. you you go on, and it's like, are you supposed to find your soulmate there? Who put these people in this room? And out of these twenty two girls. Are you like, is one of them your really your soulmate or do they just not get drunk like everybody else did and fuck it, fuck it up like everybody else did along the way? Well, to your point about, you know, believing that there's one person out there for you and the whole thing. I think if your path gets you to, let's say, The Bachelor, fine. 
and you've tried other things and then somehow, like me, let's say, goes on The Bachelor. And then I find a real person on there. Maybe it took everything I did to get to The Bachelor and I use that and that is the vehicle that got me to my person. But it's everything that led up to me even going on The Bachelor. And then that's like, is your soulmate the type of person who goes on reality TV to find somebody like you did? Well, maybe they are. That's what I'm saying. Right. I don't know. The ultimatum ultimatum is like, you, I'm ready to do this thing. You better be ready to do it too. Like right now. So you're like what I was saying in the beginning about the other person has their wants and needs and desires and timeline. You have your wants and needs and desire and timeline and they have to mesh. But when you're doing like an ultimate, first of all, these kids are kids. Like they're so young. They're so young. I mean, put, put people in their thirties on that show who've been living together for four or five years that have like a dog. And then we can talk about ultimatums and, you know, kids and all that other stuff. They are in what Austin, Texas, or where were they recording that? Um, Austin. Austin. Yeah. yeah. So Maybe there, I mean, you're, you want to move to Austin because people are more family focused and they settle down and prioritize relationships. So maybe they're, you know, getting married at their age of, I don't know, the range is from like 23 to yeah, probably Did you watch the show? Of course Did you I watch did. the show? Yeah. Hello. I watched so you know it what happened weekend. to most, you know what happened to most of those couples? I sure do. Yeah. yeah. So like that, I mean that you're like, you put somebody in a position where they're not ready, then all of a sudden- no spoilers, but things don't might not turn out the way that you want. Would you so give we, someone an ultimatum? Have you ever been given an ultimatum? No, 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 no. Great. I, I, I was given an ultimatum once. What was the ultimatum? Um, well, it was I moved here after college and I was in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend who mm-hmm. is in something Miami. we'll talk about today, long distance relationships. So he was like very supportive of me moving to LA to pursue the world of entertainment. And we didn't really discuss the logistics of like how long I'd be here and how long we'd be in our relationship. But he sent me on my way. He even helped me move here. And then I would go back and see him every couple of weeks and he'd come here and we kept it going for like a year and a half. And then at a year and a half, he said to me something to the effect of, you know, we're approaching two years. I feel like you've been there long enough and I don't want to wait anymore. I either want to move there too, or I want you to move back. Mm. And I said to him, and the, the goal was, he's like, I want to take the next step and actually get engaged. So like no more of this long distance, we need to be in the same place. And I said Mm. to him, well, Unfortunately, I'm not moving back just yet, and I don't want you to move here for me because I don't feel like pushing you. you I didn't. Yeah. Well, he was doing it for me, and I felt like that's just so much responsibility for someone to move to another city in a place they have no other people for the relationship. I was also a ripe 22 years old, I so I didn't feel like I could handle pursuing what I was trying to pursue and essentially getting engaged at that point and playing house. I didn't think that my time being young and experiencing LA and going out with friends and meeting people and doing all the things was up. And I was not also, I think, in love because maybe it would have been easier to say, yeah, move out here, you know, like come be along this ride with me. But it just didn't feel right. It felt too serious, too pushy. And not what I wanted, and that ended that, and we are still friends. Right. So basically, uh, that story was, you know, that 
he was ready for something that you weren't ready for. And he gave you an ultimatum. And because you weren't at the place that you were in your life, do you regret it? Absolutely not. And I'm sure he doesn't either. All right. So you would go on. We, oh God, we got to get you on. Oh, I found out my friend's friend is a producer on Married at First Sight. So I'm going to, I'm really going to dig at this. I just, we just need them to be here in LA. Okay. Or pretend that you live in another city for a little while. As long you can as take mochi. I, right, you can take you know mochi. my stipulations. I have to yeah, be able that, to. That take- show is that show is all about dogs. Dogs are allowed to go everywhere on every dating show now. So, Good. Speak, speaking of finding love on dating shows, our guest today. We already had the casting director that went and found these people, Jess Howard. Now we actually have someone that was on one of these dating shows. I can't wait to figure out what motivated them to go on this dating show. Was it love? Was it TV? If it's TV, that's fine. That's fine. Why not? Why not do an experience, you know? Um, what it was like being on there. Do they really find somebody? Because I think this person that's on had like a relationship on the show. Um, and we can see like what the other people outside of the world thought about them going on a show, you know, like fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We have a lot of questions for somebody who was actually on Love Island. Wow. Cannot wait to speak to her. Kirsten Salter, as Rob mentioned, is a former contestant on Love Island USA season two, guys, if you watched it, and has since made a name for herself across social media. She is a Texan now living in LA and is studying to be a nurse. She's no longer on an island of her own and has found love. Welcome to the show, Kirsten. Hi, thanks for having me. We're excited that you're here. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you guys might not know, but we're friends. We have a my my one of my best friends is her boyfriend. Yes. So we have a <laughs> we have a good little history. It's new history, but it's still a good history. It is. It's well, a fun history too. That answers the question then, if she's single, taken, or if it's complicated. Sounds like taken. taken. Yes, I am. I am taken. (laughs) Extremely taken. Right. like that. Yeah. So how long have you been together? So me and my boyfriend have been together for, we just celebrated one year, I think last month. Wow. Um, Time. What the fuck? Time flies. I know. It flew by. But I've actually, I live with him now. And so we've been together for a little over a year, but we've been living together for, I believe, almost seven months. So we moved in pretty quickly. Wow. So how did you meet? We have to know. So my boyfriend and I met over Instagram. So he's actually an actor and I watched the show that he's currently on, which is SWAT. Mm. And I remember watching, I was binge watching it and I was like, okay, like whatever. I love the show. And then as the seasons went by, I think it was like season three or something. I started to notice him more. I'm like, oh my God, who is that? And I follow everyone on Instagram, love to Insta stalk. And so I looked him up. And followed him and he did the same thing. And we started just going back and forth, liking, commenting each other on each other's stuff. Um, and there was just one day where I was just tired of like the back and forth. I was like, I want to reach out to him. But I was driving when I had that thought. So I was like, okay, I'll be home soon. So then I'll reach out to him then. Um, but like a couple minutes after I said that, I get a notification on my phone. And I know that because it was Instagram. And I was like, oh my God, how crazy would it be if 
it was him that was, you know, messaging me. And it was. And so, yeah, within minutes of me thinking it, he reached out and the rest is history. We, um, I believe I decided to fly out for a photo shoot in LA because he lives in Santa Monica or we do. And uh, we decided to meet up and then it was just a bunch of back and forth. And, you know, now I live with him. That's it's been a year. awesome. What was his opening line? <laughs> oh my God. I, I think it was just like, hey, thanks for the follow and maybe like a, a wink emoji. That sounds, so that sounds about right. That sounds Wait, about right. I love that because it's so disarming. It's not like coming in with any super crazy motives that like are potentially uh, I don't know. Like he's not like putting it all on the table. He's just testing the waters. Wait, so yeah, you guys weren't messaging. Do you mean like you followed him and then he saw you? Cause you have a lot of followers, right? So you're, yeah. you're, if you follow somebody, it pops up that you're following them, no matter how many followers they have. Right. Yes. But he's also, he's either on his phone or he's not. So he doesn't really check his notifications very often. He doesn't even check so his text messages see- very often. I know (laughs) he's always on his phone, but I'm like, what are you doing? But, um, so he was, happened to be on his phone as soon as I followed. So he saw the notification. It was fate. And, uh, he was just like, I don't know. I guess he just went through all my stuff, liked it. I went through his stuff. Okay. So you guys weren't, you guys weren't messaging yet. You were just commenting on pictures and liking pictures and that kind of like this one. I'm going to go down. I like this shirtless pic or whatever. Got it. But yeah, so that's how it all started. And then, you know, I do social media and I did at the time. So I was able to just like pick up and, you know, come visit because of his job. You know, he didn't have the freedom to do that. So I was more than happy to hop on a plane and come see him. Um, And then I just got tired of the long distance. And then I can't even remember how our discussion for moving in together came to be. Um, I think it was us just kind of laughing about it. And then it just happened Hmm. yeah I think that's even like how we became official like boyfriend and girlfriend like I don't think he technically really asked me I think we just I don't know how this relationship has even happened we just go with the flow yeah I mean sometimes you know it's not as easy as it was back in you know middle school where you ask somebody and send them a note and it says yes or no and that kind of thing. When you, exactly. You probably figured if you're flying out to LA, and I'm assuming he went to Austin once or twice, right? He did. He met my family there. Wow. So yeah, I think then, oh, if you guys are spending that time together and then you're joking about living together, it's pretty um, understood, right? That you guys well, are- obviously we were boyfriend and girlfriend at that time. I'm just saying, I don't know like how that happened and then like the whole- Oh, haha, we should move in together. And we're like, wait, are you serious? Wait, are you serious? And then just when you came to LA, were you were you staying at, at his place or were you getting like a hotel? Not the first time. Um, he put that offer out, but I was a little nervous. I was like, we've been, you know, messaging for like a month or two, but like I'm still nervous. And yep. so I was put up in a hotel, visited him, and then the next time I was like, This is stupid. And so I just stayed with him. And here we are now. You are permanently staying with him. <laughs> and no, that's amazing. I so never left. <laughs> how did you know that he was somebody worth flying to LA for and pursuing a long distance relationship with? And was it hard being, you know, going back and forth? It was hard for me because I'm not the long distance relationship type person. I like to be with the person that I'm with mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was pretty easy for me. Um like, I just wanted to be around him. Like, the whole move just seemed, 
it was difficult for me because, you know, I never actually wanted to move to California at all. Like I was like, I love Texas. This is where I want to spend the rest of my life. And I was pretty closed off to everything, but meeting him, he kind of just, there's something about him. Like he's older than I am. So he's more mature. He's been through life and experiences. He's tired of all the bullshit. Like he doesn't want to play games and everyone that I've been with, that's all they want to do. <laughs> they just want to mm-hmm. play games and, you know, fuck with your time and then just waste it. But there was just something that stuck out about him and he's extremely attractive. So it just, it worked out. Well, also he doesn't, he doesn't have that option, right? Cause he's on a show. So he has yeah. to be here. His job is here. There's no moving your way or meeting in the oh, middle. Yeah, or I know. But also I just, there's something about, you know, picking up everything that was terrifying. Um, but it was, it was exciting too, because, you know, I've had like fun, you know, bartending and like doing my job and like doing social media, but I wanted a person and I felt like I found my person. So it was just something that I had to do. And I wanted to push myself, you know, I said I never wanted to move to California and I did. Um, I still do miss Austin, but now I actually do consider this place to be my home. So that's a big step too. Speaking about finding your, speaking about finding your person, um, soulmates, do you believe in it? What's your past experience with relationships? Like, did you have somebody before you famously went on a show to find love? What prompted that? All those questions. Okay. Well, do I believe in soulmates? I don't know. I feel like there are people out there for you. Actually, I do believe in soulmates. Um, I feel like I was meant to meet Jay after like all the terrible relationships that I've been in. I was like, this is my time. And I feel like for him too, I feel like we're so different, but it works at the same time. Um, like you said, I did go on Love Island USA season two, and it is a dating show. Mm-hmm. I didn't really go on it to find love. Mm. I went on it with an open mind. I was like, I know that this is going to be an amazing experience. I know I'm going to make new friends. There's going to be a lot of possibilities. Like it's something like crazy. I also do things for stories. I'm like, who else can say they did something like this? Right. So were but you, were you approached or did you, did you apply? I didn't apply. I was scouted. I actually looked it up before I got on here with y'all. I can remember if like it was a DM, but it was an email. And they were just like, hey, um, we saw your Instagram. We're casting for Love Island USA season two because it's very popular in other countries, especially UK. So I've only watched it a little before and there was only one season prior to me. So it was still new. But I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be a great opportunity. I said yes, and I kept advancing. And I was like, oh, my God, I might actually be going on this show. And, you know, I was just open-minded to absolutely everything. If I ended up finding someone, then, of course, that'll be awesome. But, like, I didn't go into being like, I'm going to find my person. Mm. And then I did after the show. So I guess that worked out for me, too. Before we continue with the show, we wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. 
Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finish the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's awesome. And so going back to your like relationship history prior, you said you'd been in a couple like bad relationships as I think we all have. If you haven't, then I don't know what anybody's doing. <laughs> I really, I don't know what they're doing, but had you met people like on dating apps or just out in Austin? Where were you meeting people prior? Well, I haven't been in a ton of relationships. Um, I met my previous boyfriend at the bar that I used to work at. I feel like you should not meet people out at bars. I feel like, you know, it, it sometimes it works out, sometimes it does. In my case, it didn't work out. Um, but I have been on dating apps, but I was also the type of person that was too scared. Like, sure, I'll flirt with you. I'll see who's on it. But like, if it comes down to, you know, like, hey, let's go get drinks. Boom, I'll ghost you. Or maybe like I get two in my head. So I feel like for me, it's always been easier to meet someone out, which is also why I did like the whole bar dating scene, because you get to hang out with them. You get to see their personality, how they interact with people. If you can actually have a good conversation and, you know, you vibe together. Um, I feel like on dating apps, you can't really do that until you meet the person. And I was always too scared to take that jump, which actually sounds a little crazy to me because I met this man over Instagram. You sound like you're pretty confident. (laughs) Right. And you took a big leap and, you know. I did. I took one of the biggest leaps you could make. But, I mean, it worked out on my end. So I'm happy with it. Jeez, you really, I mean. <laughs> I know, I was like, wait, I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> it's okay, Jay's I think like, we all like, do. Most guys are like, you want to get a drink? Ghost. Jay's like, you want to move to LA? Truck. Sure. <laughs> Sounds good. It's too attractive and too sweet. I had to give that a chance. Yeah, uh, you. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. It does. I don't think I'd get on a plane for anyone else. <laughs> well, what you got on a your- plane. Yeah, you got on a plane to go on Love Island. So, what was that like? Did you actually? I and mean, we know, you know, for everybody who watched, we saw what we saw. But what was it yeah. really like for you? And like, can people really find love in that environment, or is it super produced and not at all romantic? Yeah, we have so many people that are like, we we watch these reality dating shows and fan and like romanticize it. Right. So even the love is blind ultimatum, the bachelor, I mean, people, the bachelor is like a, I'm surprised it's not a holiday now with like the Monday night (laughs) from eight to 10, the amount of people that watch that show still 20 something seasons in, but like is that real life. Is it not like, how do you tell us about your experience on it? So my experience on love Island for me, it was not overly produced. I went into it, like I said, with an open mind. And so I wasn't like, I have to find my person. Like that wasn't my goal. 
also on Love Island, um, there is a, I believe it was a hundred thousand dollar cash prize at the end. Mm. I kept forgetting about that. I was like, I didn't go on here to find someone so I could win some money. Um, for me, it was just solely based about the experience. Mm. Um, but it's, it's intimidating going into a process like that, but at the same time, not really because everyone that's on the show with you, they haven't experienced that as well. So it was just a whirlwind of emotions, especially like we did it at the height of COVID. It was, I believe, July or August of 2020. So everyone's in lockdown. We are, you know, getting ready to go on a show, which was exciting and also a big reason why I said yes. Um, Just from like even being casted for it, it's just an like a crazy whirlwind of emotions like experience. Um, I would definitely do it again. I'm not a dating one, obviously, like I found my person, so Mm -hmm. I don't need to, but I wouldn't say it was like overly produced. You couldn't really tell me what to say. No one really made you go up to someone. Um, They might schedule your time and be like, hey, like I heard you talking to Tiffany. And I heard that you were saying that, you know, you would like to get her uh, or get to know her better. So like we've set some time aside for y'all to like have a go, sorry, to have a chat or to go have a chat. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's just a really crazy experience. It's really hard to understand it unless you've experienced it yourselves. Um, But I feel like it is possible to find, you know, someone that you do care about or you do want to explore things with. But there are some people who go on it solely based for exposure or the cash prize. Um, That was not my case, but, you know, that could have been someone to my rights case. Maybe that's why they want on the show. So you never really know. You just have to go into it knowing what you want and what you want to take out of it. Yeah. Jen, what do you think about people going on these shows? Do you think most of them are? I mean, I think that before social media was such a presence in everybody's life, people kind of did go on there to a little bit be on TV, but to see if they could find love. Now, I think there's such a generation growing up that are so used to to what what you get from reality TV dating shows is like, a following and then you can make something out of that following it's like a platform for you to do what you want from it what do you think jen that would be something that deters me from going on it although i still truly do want to go on a reality show for dating because of all the experts and the casting process and the people because i've now given up on myself choosing and think that i need to be supervised so <laughs> let, let's go and arrange that marriage for me please and thank you um I do know that there's going to be obviously people along the way that are not there for the right reasons. I would never go on a show like the ultimatum because to give someone an ultimatum though, and then expose that, that they're not ready for you. And then you watch them and they watch you go through all these relationships with other people and hear your dirty laundry, you're airing about them and kind of talking shit. I wouldn't want that. And I don't know how I'd recover from that. However, I think I could go on like a married at first sight because your story is just the two of you. It's not like you're seeing them with a bunch of other people dating and talking about you or how they are with other people. Yeah, but then you're married. Then you're married. Yeah, that's the thing. Cool. Like love is blind sounds so fun, but then I forget that there's, you know, a proposal at the end of it. Otherwise, you know, there's Love Island. You go to meet someone and, hey, if you want to end up dating, then you can do that. But like something like Love is Blind or Married at First Type, like, 
that's kind of scary because yeah. it does. For me, it's not. I, I I like it better, actually, like that it's not a competition. It's more just like musical chairs. You find your match and then you try and make it work and see if it does. And if it doesn't, well, then you do have the exposure. So that's cool. And you can make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, maybe you do find someone because we know that people do end up getting married from these shows, whether they stay together for the long haul, who's to say. But there are people, at least from The Bachelor, like... Trista and the guy she married and that was like a season three or something. I don't know. One. She was season one. Sick. Worked out then. But then there's all these other people out there that meet on these shows. Even people that meet on the shows that don't end up together on the show, but then find each other after the show. And I think that's cool because like you were saying, Kirsten, it's an experience that not everyone has. So that Mm -hmm. joint experience, that shared experience, that's super unique it's kind of like Stockholm syndrome. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's like trauma a, bonding. Exactly, <laughs> it's trauma bonding. And there's there's, there's bad turbulence in planes, and then there's love dating shows. Exactly, same idea. Also, with like shows like Love Island, even though it didn't result in anything for me, um, you know, like I didn't win the money, like I didn't find someone on the show, like that's what people expect. What I took from it, I feel like, was far more important than a cash prize. It was. Um, I was able to see my growth because going into the show, I had no idea how to talk about my feelings. And I think I've said this in like in another podcast before, but it's true. Um, I could text you like the most heartfelt, long, sweetest message over text. But whenever it came time to, you know, verbalize that to you in person, it was impossible. I was like, am I going to ever be able to get married? Because I'm not going to be able to do the vow thing. Like, I'll tell you my vows in secret. And then we'll just be like, you already know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) But going on this show, I, you know, grew as a person, the guy that I wanted on my season, you know, didn't want me, but like, I ended up, you know, being happy for him and the girl that he wanted at the time, like I became friends with her. So I had personal growth. And being like, okay, well, you know, this didn't work out for me, but I can, you know, find joy and happiness that, you know, he'll be happy with someone else. Hmm. And then also being, I took so much from that show. So I feel like you can get a lot out of it. Like, you know, you can get a marriage, you can grow, you can get a following, whatever you want to go on the show for. Well, I think you've convinced me even more if that's possible. <laughs> you have to do it. It's so <laughs> fun. I mean, it's terrible, but it's fun at the same time. Well, it's See, really it's- in Rob's hands. Yeah, well, I'm going to figure it out because for my own viewing pleasure, I want to see what happens when you go on one of these shows and I can oh just God. watch. Wait, could y'all watch yourselves like after it? Because I haven't been able to sit through my season. Oh, good like, question. Clips, but I I can't watch it back because like I'm a, I was a different person then. Like I was learning and I was growing, but also like I look different. Like I like I was like, who is that? That looks like a baby. Yeah. But um, it's just, yeah, it was hard for me to watch back. I will a oh, dating show, and if yeah. I was if I was on a dating, so cringy. No, God, I don't want to. First of all, I don't even like watching myself back when I'm acting on TV. I don't even tell anybody when I'm on TV. Jen, I said, know I texted you. I know what people are like, "Oh, you're on." Yeah, you saw me on something. Yeah, you're like, "Is this I saw you?" you on Station 19. I was like. Is this you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like telling anybody I'm on there. Now, if I'm if it's real life me and real life me doing things on TV mm-hmm. that like, first of all, there's always alcohol involved, right? Like Oh, yes. We had a cap on ours, so we could only drink like maybe two glasses, which is perfect. Because if I was on like MTV or something and you gave me an entire bar, I would be in I would you wouldn't be able to know where I was. I'd be on a remote island. Like I'm <laughs> 
So that's interesting because they make it look like you guys are drinking the whole time, right? Well, is that why the glasses are always like solid? You can't see the liquid that's in there? Ours was clear. Oh. Yeah, ours was clear. But also I found out a way to drink a little more on my show. So whenever we would like, let's say there was like sirens or something in the back and they're like, okay, wait until that sound goes away. Um, they would pause filming. And so I would check my drink because when they start continuity. filming again, they're like, where'd her drink go? So I got in trouble for that. But Continuity <laughs> character. That's your new name. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Wait, but so see, you could only back- have... Bachelor and stuff like that, they they make you keep drinking. Like they Yeah, because they they want you to word vomit. They want you to cry. I didn't need any of that. I cried the entire show, <laughs> which is also why I want to watch it back. <laughs> but why were you crying? I was just it the experience was something else. You're crying because you're tired. Like you don't know when you go to sleep and when you wake up. Um, you're sad because, you know, you're put in these like if you like someone, um, they'll bring in someone purposely to kind of shake it up. Be like, okay, well, if the guy that I like, you know, his, um, <clears throat> like the people that he likes are usually blonde or brunette or redhead. Like they'll go for who they like, bring that person in to kind of turn their head. Mm. And so, you know, they're kind of trying to fuck with you at the same time. So you're thinking about that. And it's just, you're also thinking like, oh my God, like I'm on TV. People are seeing this. So you're getting nervous. Honestly, I forgot the entire time that I was on TV, but luckily I didn't do anything or say anything bad except cry. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot to handle. And then also before we even went onto the show, because it was COVID, um, we had to be on lockdown in our hotel room for two weeks and we could only leave if it was like scheduled like 30 minutes workout or maybe a 30 minute pool time. Um, otherwise like your, all your food was brought to your room. So I cried for like the first week. It was terrible. Oh. <laughs> you were like a prisoner. I was. And then they let us out and like, we're so excited to mingle. And then we don't even know how to talk to people anymore. So they, I can see why people in the bachelor and the bachelorette like have a full like breakdown. But yeah. they have more alcohol than we did. Yeah. And you're signing. That's what you're, That's what I was going to say, too, is like, <laughs> I don't – God, if I was younger and didn't have – wasn't worried about my acting career at all and was offered a reality dating show with money involved mm-hmm. at the end, that changes everything up. Because then you can say you're there to flirt, but your eye is on the prize. Yeah. Well, it's right? like too hot to handle. Have you seen that one? Yeah, that's I a good one. I actually kind of got casted for that one. I got a call while I was in the hotel room for Love Island before they took our phones away. And I couldn't tell them like why I couldn't go on a show be like, hey, I'm literally in quarantine for another show. But then um, everything matched up that it was going to be too hot to handle. Like the casting producers, the way I like, I can't remember what they called the show. I think it was like Parties in Paradise. And it became too hot to handle. And I'm like, Thank God. <laughs> Whoa, double cast. We got I a double know. cast member here. <laughs> but see that you would have been fine on that one because you, like that one, you're just like, they're like, don't hook up. And you're like, cool. Oh, I would have been like, oh my God. I'd have been like easy. Yeah, like, exactly. I was like, I don't want to make out on TV. Like my parents are watching. I was like, if I don't have to touch you for a month, we're totally fine. Right. And then <laughs> and you like, make friends. So hard. No, it's not. And then you win the money and then there you go. Yeah, all, but, but they also I, vote because they're like wanting someone that has changed the most. I'm like, if I wanted to win, I'd go in at the beginning and act like, you know, some sex crazed person and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm learning to not need that. And like, 
Yeah. No, they'd be like, she's boring. We're kicking her off. Would you ever do like a, a non-dating show? Like, would you ever do Big Brother? You'd probably be good on Big Brother. I was actually <laughs> talking to someone before I got uh, hit up for Love Island. I actually went through the casting process and I can't remember how far I got, but I ghosted them. What? Because... I got nervous, but also I was like, can I really be in a house with people for like potentially up to three months? And I was like, like dating shows are so easy. Like you put on a bikini, you're surrounded by attractive people. You don't have to do anything. You just talk yeah. with someone like big brother. You have to strategize, make mm-hmm. alliances, mm-hmm. which I think would be fun. That's mm-hmm. something I would definitely do now. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get you on there. I'm going to get you on there. Oh my there. God. So I actually would totally do that again. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to, co- I'm a big brother, few super fans. I'll coach you and I'll be like, here's what you have to do to win. And well, then my mom and I used to watch it like growing up, like that was our thing. And I can't believe it's still going on. But also I'm like, could I like do that for three months? It's still the whole thing. Like Love Island from when I got on the show was like exactly a month. Um, yeah. I could do like the circle. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Our friend, our friend uh, Jess cast the circle. We just had her on. She's a casting director. Yes, obviously. I could do that because it's also like, what, maybe 10 days of filming? Oh, you know what? Hard. Fuck this, man. I'm going to be your reality show manager. I'm going to manage your reality show career from now on. And we're going to get you on the circle, Big Brother. And then Big Brother can transfer to you and your boyfriend doing Amazing Race when he's not shooting because it's the same network. Oh, my God. And then. No. And then uh, we, he's too fit yeah. for that. Huh? He's, <laughs> he's too fit. He would like bust my ass. Oh my God. It'd be such good TV to watch. It'd be such good. Cause you know how he gets frustrated at the littlest things. It's like, yeah. it's, it would be such good TV I don't to want watch. That. <laughs> uh, but like also um, the challenge, I got hit up for that twice and I was like, no. Yeah. Like, I have I friends can't. on the challenge. I have friends on all stars. Oh, that, that's, yeah. that's terrifying to me because when I got hit up for Love Island from when they finally told me like, hey, we want you. Do you want to be on Love Island? From the moment I got that call from the moment or to the moment that I touched down in Vegas where it was shot was 21 hours or so. And I'm like, what if that happened for uh, the challenge? I'm like, I'm not in shape for that. Like mm-hmm. I'm traumatized. I'm like, I wasn't able to get my nails done, my hair done. I'm like, and then with the challenge, like, no. You can't just throw me in water and expect me to like, <laughs> do well. Like I need to train for that. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm going to – I've already decided that I'm – you just tell me what shows you do want to be on. And Because the okay. funny thing is a lot of these casting directors, all they all talk to each other. All the reality te- casting directors talk to each other. So they're like if they didn't – like if they need somebody, they'll call somebody to casting another show. And they'll be like, oh, we didn't take this person, but she'd be really good for you. You know, she yeah. didn't make it to our yeah. thing. So we, she, you, could, you could use her – Here's her information. And they switch cards around like that all the time. Okay. Well, that's it. Rob's my manager. Ah, I am (laughs) so happy about it. And then Jen, I'll get you on Married at First Sight. And then I will, it'll just be my secret. Well, now it's not a secret because I'm saying on the podcast, but it'll be like my secret identity is a reality TV. I can't do it. So I will have other people do it and I will watch. Well, you say you couldn't do reality TV. I could never act. I think for me... It's easy. Like, I don't have to, like, play a character also because I don't have the talent to do so. But then it also sucks because if you have haters, they hate you for you. Like, they don't hate you for your character. So yeah. that sucks, too. Very true. But, Definitely Like, true. you and Jay, I have no idea how y'all act. Like, Well, speaking of actors, speaking of mm-hmm. actors, there's a lot of 
celebrities in the news today that yes. the uh, I mean, there's a lot of important things happening in the world. A lot of important <laughs> things happening in the world. I mean, there's there's stuff that the, the new trend on TikTok and Instagram is people being like posting stuff about really important things, climate change, Ukraine war, a whole like gas for every inflation. And people are like talking about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. And I people know. are like, can we, can we just focus on something like over here that's happening that's important? But Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox take our minds off of that because if we all focused on that all the time, it would drive us. In. We would be depressed. Yeah. We'd all be hating on each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And now we can focus on hating these people. So we're going to go down the same aisle as <laughs> the shallow people in the world. And just – we want to – you're a young, pretty, hip, in the know – <laughs> young lady who is closer to the um what's the word i'm looking for jen closer to the demographic demographic of people that you know kind of follow these people there's so many people in the in the news trends today that i don't even know who the fuck they are i don't, I don't watch like the grand I'm like, who are you gonna even be talking about because i'm like maybe i'll be learning something that i haven't heard about no we've like, got the heavy hitters we've yeah we brought the- heavy hitters yeah, because there's some big ones in the news. Watch, watch me not know those either. Well, you definitely know Courtney and Travis. Yes. What are you? Watched- the oh, the new season of Kardashians. I actually am going to watch an episode tonight because I think I missed last week's. But what are your thoughts on one, Travis being on the show, and two, their enormous amount of PDA, and three, like how the- many lives just- can this girl have? Yeah, how, just there's just a relationship in general. Like, is it is it like a because she's so different than the Scott Disick guy, right? Travis Barker. Yeah, but Scott Disick was, you know, we as like you know everyone who watched them grow up together and like you know raise their kids, like we saw all of those hard times. So it's really like a breath of fresh air and nice to see you know Courtney like smiling and happy and just like a completely different person than she was with Scott um so I'm actually here for it what I'm not here for is the PDA um I think it's a little too much but hey I mean I'm not gonna judge anyone like if you're super happy and like go ahead but I will say they are laying it on pretty thick but But that's what I mean like do do you think it's like when you're doing stuff that much there's like an insecurity underneath it kind of right that could be a thing or they could just be like so happy that, you know, they found their person because like they were friends for so long and then, you know, they were kind of blind to that and they just gave it a go. So it could be what you're referring to in some cases. But for me, I think it's just. If I, I saw know, two I people think. making out like that all the time, whether they loved each other or not, I'd be like, we, like do it at home. We get, and I'm, no, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not a non PDA guy. Like if I'm in public, I want my girlfriend to sit on my lap. I want him to hold my hand. I, I don't mind kissing my girlfriend at a bar, yeah. you know, but like when but it's like traveling your partner in front of the real, like the realtor, like that's a little much. And like him just like, Full on grabbing her ass, like palming it, like that's that's. A but I also don't understand why right now there's a trend to like pick people up, like why they can't use their legs, they can't walk anymore. You have to carry them <laughs> places. Like you always see these guys carrying these girls, and I'm like, this is like right. it's like emulating rom coms, which are also so unnatural to how people actually behave in real life. But yeah, like. But I love it. No, listen, and I love it too. It's romantic, so I'm like, yes, it's gross, but I'm also like, 
I love it. <laughs> you know what I've always dreamed of that like I'm upset and I'm at that like place that only I go to and then that person always knows like oh if she's upset she goes there she and then go there and then, they then go I'm there, there and then he's there and then we're like oh let's get married because you know my spot you know like yeah. Sure. But th- this is kind of the same thing. Like, but I'm like getting like giddy. I'm like, that's so cute. It's so cute. I have no idea what you two are talking well, about. Maybe you should watch some rom-coms and learn about girls and what we think love looks we'll like. marathon rom. Yeah. Because this is what we think it looks like. So when you're not yeah. doing that, we're like, why are you not doing the rom-com? I just have to keep going to spots that I think somebody might want to go to when they're upset and hope yeah. to run into them. Shit. Rob, you know where exactly to go to find Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know where to go where my friends are upset. I know where to find them. It's the same idea, but in a romantic dynamic. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like so strange that people just keep picking people up in pictures and on TV. I'm like, just are you that excited? Like they have to be vaulted into the air to show your affection for them. I I think I think also like with the Kardashians. Those people. Um, Shut up. I love them. <laughs> that a lot of people do, obviously. But the fact that Kim is going with Pete and then Courtney is going with Travis, it's it just seems like if it was one happened two years ago and now this one's happening or like the way things kind of played out. Like there's I, conspiracies. I would be like, well, I know. I've heard them. So yeah. the conspiracy, there's a conspiracy that like they all liked black guys together and now they all like white guys. That's a conspiracy. Oh I didn't even think about it's like a Chris Jenner special. I don't know. She rebranded them or something, and now they like rock guys. I'm sorry, but Chris Jenner, she's an icon. I mean, like, look at she's just a boss. Like all her kids, I don't know. She's a boss of her kids. She just she just did what she just got. I think she just got lucky and then ran with it with the whole. Hey, I mean, good for her too. But I mean, I think you know whether you like them or not. Like they've built a fucking empire it's they insane really oh, yeah. what is there like 15 brands across the kids like they each have oh, multiple businesses i know but they have so many kids like their legacy is going to live on forever it's and they're insane. all cute like, they're always going to have kardashians and jenners and like whatever well okay well, so kim has four kids with kanye do you one you said you're here for the relationship with pete do you think they're going to have a kid together do you think this is going to last Um, I mean, I'm not one to say if it's going to last or not. Like, you never know. I know it does look weird from like our standpoint, like looking and seeing like, you know, Courtney and Travis and how different that is from like her and Scott. And then like, you know, same with Kim. But I mean, you know, maybe it works out because they're trying something different. Like I tried something different with my boyfriend. You know, he's older than I am. He's so different from my exes. And, you know, now I'm happy living halfway across the country (laughs) Mm -hmm. living with my boyfriend so you never know but as far as Kim and Pete I don't know if they're gonna last I can't I can't picture them having a kid together though I can I can I think they're gonna do it I think they're gonna do it just (laughs) well just to stop the haters you know because they're like oh well look now Kim's pregnant oh god that would be so weird can you imagine Christmases over there that's just gonna be like well, like, how does he fit in in that crowd? Like, they're so, like, put together and, like... Travis Barker. I mean, Travis Barker's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's mm-hmm. one of the best drummers to ever walk the face of the earth. But, like, how does he fit in over because there? Because he lives over there. So it's already his, like, ilk. Like, those are his people. He's been famous for a really long time. Pete Davidson, I mean, I guess he's been famous for a bit. And then he was engaged to Ariana Grande, which is, like, 
what was that? And now like he's upgraded or whatever you would call it, I guess, to Kim Kardashian, who's there's a big age difference there. So like, does she have a kid with him because she's like approaching the last years of having a kid? I don't really know. What's your age difference? He's like in his twenties and she's 40 or something. He's in his twenties. Yeah. He, he he's just been around the block guys. He's ha- he's seen some shit. He's had really? a lot of hot girlfriends. Like, yeah, I actually went down the rabbit hole with that one. I was like, I had no idea. Like what's that girl on Bridgerton? Like the first season, Phoebe, Oh, I think they dated two at some point. And I was like, what? What is he doing to get, I mean, how, what? I don't know. I think he's so charming. I think it's just because he's funny and there's just something about him. Everyone doesn't understand. I, I don't, I think there's, there's it. something to be said about celebrity. You know, there's something to be said about like, if you're in the news and somebody's talking about you, then that makes you more attractive. Like We I are always- doing it right now. He looks like a meerkat yeah. and we're having this conversation about him. But like his, but I don't know. His humor makes him attractive. When do you, when have you hung out with him on his own that you know his humor? You know, like him laughing on Saturday Night Live. Puts out into the world is great. Okay, (laughs) is it? I know. Is it? (laughs) Shut up! I know. I'm like I personally know. You're just under his spell. That's what it. You're just. You're just in there. The whole world is. This he's guy funny and he's nice and I've never met him, but I swear to God, he's one of the best people out there, and I can understand why everybody dates him. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, but so now get it, Bob. <laughs> the last one we need to ask you about is probably my personal favorite. We all can have our feelings about it, but Benifer 2.0. Hmm. I mean, I like them. Honestly, I don't know too much about their past, but I know that they did day before. I honestly love seeing like their side-by-side pictures of like a picture from however long ago and then them without even knowing like recreating it. I think it's nice. I mean, they found each other again. And like, maybe like, what is that saying that people say, you know, maybe it's like right person, wrong time. I love it. I think it's great. I yeah. do too. I absolutely live for it. I have like chills right now thinking about that yeah. because they've experienced so much <laughs> life separately and they've gone and done all these things, but yet the world brought they them. They still find each other. Right. See, rom-com, romantic. It's I like the ultimate then- rom-com. That might be your soulmate, Rob. It might exist by way of Benefer. Like they're not your soulmate. They're each other. So maybe they're the example that exists. Sorry. Should have restated that. They yeah. are soulmates. I was like, where do I fit in, in this throuple? <laughs> I know. I was well, like, does Rob like have some weird like benefit fetish that I don't know about? I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll just kind of pet Ben and then do my things with Jen. But like I don't I, I guess I'm here for it. I don't know. The thing with Ben and Jen. The thing with Ben and Jen is that I think Ben never fell out of love with Jen. And I think that he went and tried to find something that could either take his mind off it, like maybe what Courtney and Travis and those people are doing, kind of going somewhere Mm -hmm. different, like Jennifer Garner, who's like completely the opposite of Jennifer Lopez, you know, and Mm -hmm. having a child and, and then being miserable and, you know, at least trying to make it work for as long as they could. Mm-hmm. And but always had Jennifer Lopez in the back of his mind, and then J Lo was just going off of lust with other people and didn't know what she wanted and all that other stuff, you know. And now they know, and they found their way back to each other. And then they found just, their way back to each <sighs> other. I don't know. I, okay, I, mean, I do believe in soulmates. <laughs> obviously, Kirsten, you're, you're out of this conversation. But Jen, is there is there anybody you would ever? I think we talked about it last episode, but there's nobody that if they came back into your life, you'd be like, give it another shot, right? 
I really can't think of anyone. And if they did and they're not someone that it ended oddly and like I'd be surprised that they come back, then maybe I should welcome it because if we had a connection that they can't let go of, by all means, let's try and rekindle maybe right person, wrong time. And now maybe yeah. it's the right time. So there could be people I forget. I forget a lot of things. You don't, so. you, you forgot, you forgot somebody's name that you dated for four <laughs> weeks the last episode. I was like, well, you gotta make a list. <laughs> but, you know, I actually, you hide that list. I, 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 I have, <laughs> I have one even better. I created this like shopping hub for myself. So I like drop links in and then my friends oh, react. Shopping hub, like husband shopping hub. Well, so I put this whole system together and one of my friends was like, you need this for your dating so that we can actually like see all of them. We can keep track of the dates you go on, how many, what your thoughts are and like either rate them or vote on them and then see what happens to them. And then you need to post it on social media and this will become viral because this is loony, but also kind of, it's brilliant, little loony, (laughs) but brilliant nonetheless. So I might do it. We shall see. Stay tuned. And uh, where actually can people stay tuned for more with you? We are so happy that we've had you on here. We think people probably want more of you and to keep up with all things Kirsten. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Kirsten Salter. Um, I do have a an aesthetics Instagram to follow, like, you know, my whole nursing um, path and like what happens with that and, you know, future career. That's naked N-A-K-D underscore aesthetics. And you can find that on my Instagram, but yeah, just, I post on Instagram. Honestly, TikTok is my favorite platform that I need to get back into. I just think it's so fun. Um, and then I'm starting to get back into YouTube again. So yeah, just find me there. Awesome. And everyone, you can keep finding us at It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it with a friend. And if you want to join the class of master daters, which you obviously do, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And Rob, where can everyone find you? Yeah, everybody, please subscribe and like. It's really important to podcasts that you subscribe and you like. It keeps us going and it lets everybody know in the in the U-verse out there that we are here. You can find me at Forever's Evers on Instagram, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social media platforms. And you can see me living my best life in Hawaii over the next couple of days. Ooh, Ooh. I know. <laughs> are you going to, are you going to, uh, what do you, what do you blog it? Are you going to video blog your trip? No, my friends I'm going How with, old are you? I, he's, you know, he's very special. Blog and TikTok. Well, that's, <laughs> isn't that what blogging is now with TikTok? Yes, are you going to, no tic- one says video blog. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Video blog. Rob, Wait, are you going to TikTok? Is that, I didn't know it was a verb. Are you going to TikTok your trip? So yeah. I am not, but the friends I'm going with will, and I will okay. reshare what they put together. I don't have that kind of patience or creativity at all, but yeah. I can tell them like, hey, now would be an opportune moment to create content. I'm standing here if you want to take a photo. And then yeah. they do, and I share what they post of me. And it's a really great you system. You are literally like my best friend, Avery. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. And make sure you follow Jen's content on her trip to Hawaii. And other than that, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady... 
Come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. <laughs>